A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever Forever. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrier. And we are not experts, okay? But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode. Welcome. We take your voicemails and your email questions and we answer them to the best of our ability. Limited our ability. Limited ability. <laughs> But please know, though our ability may be limited, our passion for your questions is not. And our earnest attempt at answering them, also not. Exactly. So, Kate, how should we kick things off today? Dory, today we're going to start with an email from a listener who was responding to a previous mini episode. Okay. It's a microblading story. This person writes, Hi, Kate and Dory, big fan and wanted to write in to tell you about my microblading experience. First, let me tell you, I had horrible eyebrows, horrible, 
That's on all caps. My hair is so fine that only half of my eyebrows were visible. My brother lovingly called me half brow. Wow. That's <laughs> loving. I finally decided to take the plunge and pay the cost of $500 to get microblading. I was tinting my eyebrows every five weeks, so it was about the same cost annually, but up front instead of $35 every mm. five weeks. I guess that's a good way to think about yeah. it. The process took about four hours, and it does hurt, but only while it's being done. Four I, hours. Yeah, that's long. That is long. I've heard it's like getting a tattoo, but I don't have any of those, so can't say from personal experience. The worst part is the healing, because your eyebrows go dark, and I mean really dark. When people are used to seeing you with no eyebrows, it can be quite a shock. After about 10 days, you will see the results, and let me tell you, it changed my life. Wow. I'm more confident now and don't have to wear makeup if I don't want to. I hope this will help someone else that may hate their eyebrows with their decision and bring them all the confidence they deserve. Well, I'm now pro microblading. I mean, this is just one person's experience. I'm on board. Dor you sold it so well, <laughs> listener. You sold it, thin-haired listener. Um, do half brow? Half brow. That's a very specific nickname. I'm not even sure my brother knows that I have eyebrows. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty specific. Also, like siblings are so good at like honing in on that insecurity of yours. You oh, know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> yeah. They can find the thing and then just hammer yeah, it. Yeah, like and over he again. totally knew that she was insecure about her eyebrows. So he made fun of her. So siblings. Anyway, so we did have a question about if microblading is worth it. This is just one person's experience. Would love to hear more. Yeah. I mean, maybe someone's had a negative experience. Yeah. So if anyone wants to share more microblading journeys, hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, Dory, do you want to read this second email question? It's a bit long. <clears throat> it's a journey. I would love to. Hi, Kate and Dory. I need a little advice. I'm getting married next August. Yay. To the man of my dreams. I'm really excited about everything except for choosing bridesmaids. I'm set on six bridesmaids. I have two sisters, two best friends from high school and two best friends from college. The one issue I'm having is my closest friend from childhood. She's a great person and we've stayed friends even though we haven't lived in the same city since we were maybe eight years old, 22 years ago. However, I feel as though she's simply not invested in my relationship. I want the people who stand by my side on my wedding day to, pe to be people who have made a point to get to know my fiance and support us as a couple since we began dating over three years ago. That friend has never even met my fiance. I've been to visit her and her now husband twice in that time, yet she's never been to visit us. Her wedding was limited to family. So I quote, stood up in the friends only destination celebration she and her husband had where plus ones were not invited. She and her husband even flew into our city en route to a vacation with other friends and didn't even let us know that they were in the same state until the trip was over. At the same time, she's been a great friend to me. She'll shoot me thinking about you text messages, send fun gifts in the mail to surprise me and has always been there for me. I know it would completely crush her to not be included in my wedding party, but for all the reasons above, I just don't know that I feel like she cares about my relationship, especially when compared to the sisters and friends I know I want by my side. Do I need to break the news to her about why she's not included? Will this end our friendship? How do I put myself first without breaking the heart of someone who's been a close friend for over 25 years? Should I add a seventh bridesmaid, even though I'm OCD and really just want an even number? Should I go the Dory route and cut everyone out of the party, even though I know I'd love to have those six with me that day? Help. Any advice you could provide would be very, very welcome. Kate. 
Yes, Dory. We were discussing this email briefly before we started recording. I think we both have many thoughts. Lots of thoughts. Look, the first thing I'm going to say is it's your wedding. So do what you want. Now, that also means you have to be responsible for your actions. And if this person expresses hurt for not being included, you need to own it mm-hmm. and be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, again, I say you can, you know, you make your choices because it's your day. But I think you also have to be respectful of this friendship and be straightforward. Now, I don't know if I agree with you, listener, that this person has not been a good friend. Well, you've not said that. She says she has been a good friend to me, but that she doesn't she she doesn't know that I feel like she cares about my relationship. So I don't know if it's this friend's responsibility to care about your partner or your relationship. I think they should be obviously respectful to them if and when they meet. But this person is your friend. And I guess I'm having a hard time. You listed all these wonderful things about this person that I'm having a hard time understanding the negative feelings. Am I expressing myself well? Yeah, you are. So I don't think you have to include them. But I would maybe take a step back and examine your expectations of this friend. Um, Because I... I know like when I had I had bridesmaids and I and it was very hard to include everybody who I wanted to include. Um, but I was including people who are whose relationship is important to me. And I did not. And this is just me. I did not review how you know what effort they've gone to, to they've made to connect with my spouse. Now, is that something that is important to you, Dory? I don't uh, I'm, well, I'm having, I didn't I didn't have bridesmaids. That's right. That's right. So what would you say to this listener? You know, I've gone over this in previous episodes that where we talked about friendship. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more of like a big tent person. And it's like, is it, is it that much skin off your back to have another bridesmaid? To me, no. To her, maybe. But that's like a decision you have to make. There's also the factor of wanting an even number. Which I don't understand. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, but I'm just going to say that. Uh, OCD can be debilitating in that regard. Yeah. I don't have a, a num- balance right, right, thing, right. but I do. I kind of understand the like w- w- way that will eat at this person. So maybe, yeah. maybe have eight. Maybe have eight. If you don't want to hurt this person's feelings and want to include them. I, Kate, I think your advice, though, about needing to be straightforward with this friend about if you decide that she is not a bridesmaid is really important. I think you owe, you do owe it to her to say, look, I don't feel like you're invested in, in my relationship. And that is something that is really important to me. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's fair for you to just not have her as a bridesmaid and not tell her why. Okay. Interesting. Um, because she is, a, you say, as you say, she's a really close friend. Yeah. Um, but I also think you might be holding her to an unrealistic expectation of friendship. Well, I will say this email connected with me because I have one of my best, 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 best friends is engaged and getting married and I haven't met their future partner yet. And it's not for lack of desire. I'm very excited to meet their partner. I've stalked them on Facebook and the internet. They don't live in LA, I assume? No, they live in California. But it's just, you know, 
like life and scheduling and family and money and all that crap has it's just has not worked out that I've had a chance to meet them yet. Yeah. But I I will tell you it's not because I am not so excited for my friend and like excited about their relationship and eager to meet this person that my friend loves so much. So I would say maybe give this other person the benefit of the doubt this you know and there is stuff like the stuff about traveling through your city and them not calling you like i'm sure they were probably busy and going on a trip and i but i also understand how that can hurt i've been in both spots i also have a new perspective on this because there were a couple times when friends who i thought were like close friends were in la and didn't tell me and i got really upset about it and i and a couple times I called, like once I actually called them out on it and they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We were in town for like a night. We had to do all this stuff with family and, you know, and, and they didn't, they had no time. And they were like, but I, like next time I'll, t- I'll just tell you I'm going to be in town, but I don't have time to see you. And that's what I do now too. Like if I'm going to New York where I have a lot of friends, but I'm only going to be there for like two days, I will reach out to a couple of people who I might not have time to see and say, Hey, just a heads up, I'm going to be in New York, but you know, I have to do this stuff with family or whatever, and I'm not going to have time to hang out. So it doesn't feel like you're hiding. It doesn't from feel them. like you're hiding. It doesn't feel like you can't post on social media. Um, so I think that's just like a nice courtesy. So, I, you know, I, I see why this person might have been upset about that. Can I make a suggestion to this listener? Why yes. don't you, before you decide on the bridesmaid thing, why don't you reach out to this friend and say, hey, I love you so much. I'm so glad we've been friends since we were kids. I would really love, like, can we figure out a way for you to find time to come visit or, you know, express the fact that you're sad that they haven't yeah. met your spouse. I think, I think yeah, it's, maybe they don't know. They might not know. I don't know what's going on in that person's life. We don't, we don't have enough background info, mm-hmm. but I would give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not going out of their way to be invested in your relationship. I feel like I'm running in circles on this question. I'm, just saying, like, talk to your friend if they're that important to you. Communication. And then, you know, if the conversation goes poorly, you might be like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, well, we've we've solved that. We've solved that one. Like we said, we're earnest. Like the experts that we are. Yep, might not be able, but we're earnest. Um, All right. On that note, we're going to take a short break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. 
The superpower shorts smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite honey love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah. Get into it. Do you want to tell me why? (laughs) No, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires. It's like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious dynam it can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio it can be learning to cook indian food or designing a space that you love masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors so whether you want to master like negotiation with chris voss or think like a boss with martha stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with petra collins Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say 
goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So Kate, I want to read this email from a listener who had a suggestion based on something that we talked about in a recent mini app. Let's do it. Which is about gym showering. Making them a self-care experience. Yep. All right. I wanted uh, I wanted to recommend one of my favorite products, Eucalyptus Shower Mist. Mm-hmm. I first encountered this product at a super posh spa in Laguna Beach, and it is a life changer. The brand I bought is $30 per bottle, and I've had mine for seven months with plenty left. You spray a little right into the hot water after your shower gets steamy, and it makes your shower and your bathroom smell just like a spa. Wow. Okay, so this um, jogged my memory because I actually keep eucalyptus oil in my shower. Oh my goodness. And on days where I just need like a little refreshing or awakening, I just pour, I just pour some drops into the bottom of my shower and the very like sharp, delicious eucalyptus Ooh, scent. What a treat. Rises in the steam. Oh my goodness. So this listener had a specific brand suggestion uh, European spa source, but she also thinks that you can probably get something similar on Etsy, or she also suggests you could maybe even DIY it with I'm, essential oils in a spray bottle. Yes. And I, again, I just keep the essential oil bottle in my shower. And I believe I bought that at, you know, like Whole Foods or Sprouts. I mean, this could be a game changer. It really is. Just the smell is really refreshing. Yeah. It does make it feel like a bit more of a luxurious experience. Totally. Great tip. Great Excellent tip. So I think we have a voicemail. Yes, we do. Here we go. 
Hi, Kate and Dory. Love you, ladies, and your podcast. I have a question which I'm hoping you can help me out with. My husband and I have been together for over 10 years, and we have two kids together. We are a bit unusual in that we have never been with anyone else. Our sex life has always been pretty vanilla, and I do enjoy sex a lot, but I've become more dissatisfied that I've never had an orgasm, maybe because of the contemporary romance novels I've been reading. Maybe they are giving me an unrealistic idea of what sex is supposed to be like. I know some women never have an orgasm, and it's something I would like to experience. I'm not sure where to start. I grew up in a socially conserved immigrant household, and I feel very hesitant about talking about sex in general, in part because I don't really know myself what feels good. He's definitely open to trying different things if it is important to me, but I think I have to take the lead on this one because he's content with how things are now between us. Um was hoping you have some suggestions. Thanks. Listener, I just want to say that I'm so freaking stoked that you wrote into us. Thank you for sharing this question with us. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts that I have written down. And the first one is let's get you orgasming. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Um, I think it's so crucial for you to experience pleasure in this way. And I would love to help you figure it out. And I think it's, I, I don't think that um, you are, th- there's anything wrong with wanting this. Like, no. yes, a hundred percent. Totally. You should, you should be experiencing orgasmic stimulation, both with your partner and by yourself. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of thoughts and I did a little bit of research and I'm going to link to all these things on our website. So if you're listening, go to forever35podcast.com when this episode airs and I will have all these links because I I started Googling. My first step, I think, for you would be to... Um, one, I think it's awesome you're reading sexy contemporary romance novels. And I don't think it's giving you an unrealistic expectation of what sex should be. Sex should be about your pleasure as well as your partner's. Yeah. And if something in those books turns you on. Awesome. Great. Great. Go with that. Yeah. Keep reading more of them and finding what things um, do. Like Find out more things that turn you on. Okay. So my first thought would be to get a vibrator. And then my second thought would be to start exploring um, on YouTube. There are lots of really wonderful kind of sex educators and sex positive YouTube personalities who talk about finding your clitoris and having an orgasm, masturbation, talking about orgasming with your partner. There's a a wealth of knowledge. So I I think that you can start doing some research. If this is something that you want to keep really private, put your computer on whatever that private screen mode is and start Googling. Um, I did happen to come across um, Bustle. Bustle, let me tell you, has written a lot of things about they know how to they also they have great SEO. They know, I was going to say they know their way around SEO because every link I kept finding was to bustle. But they had an article about how to use a vibrator for the first time, which linked to a sex therapist who offers a course on how to orgasm. Now, I have not taken this course. I don't know the sex therapist, but I'm going to link to it so you can check that out. Um, I would also then just start like exploring, doing some research. But I think a really good vibrator for you to use just with yourself so you start to get comfortable knowing what feels good for you is maybe the way to go. 
And then I would say, including your partner in this, like your pleasure should be a top priority in your sexual relationship with them. And I would say like a way to position it to your husband, like your husband has been orgasming for 10 years with you because you've made two children. So we know at least two times, and I'm assuming they are your biological children that you have made through sexual intercourse. The way that he, you can explain like the thing that you feel when you ejaculate, I am not feeling and I, and it's possible for me to feel it. And I would like to get there. Um, because I, I, like that's, that might be a way for him to understand that even though sex can feel really good, not having an orgasm, it will feel even better when you do. And I think the thing to focus on, and again, Dory and I are definitely not experts in this, like a, we're not sex therapists, sex experts, we're not sex experts, but we are sexual. We've had sex. We have done it. Um, I would say, uh, get a clitoral vibrator and I'm going to link you to some vibrator suggestions, to some websites. I don't want to go on and on too hardcore in this episode, but um, Lilo vibrators, Dame vibrators, you could go to adamandeve.com. Not a sponsor of this podcast, but if they want to hook this listener up with a vibrator, hit us up, adamandeve.com. Um, Dory, I'm just rattling here. I'm going to find, I asked for recommendations from some friends for some vibrators and I'm going to pull those up. Do you have any thoughts while I... I do have some thoughts. I think that another thing, in addition to kind of communicating to your husband that this is something you really want and need, I think also while you're having sex, it's important to be communicative and to say that feels good. That doesn't feel good. Do this. Don't do that. You know do this harder, do this softer. Can we, you know, can I be on top? Can it like, I want to, I want to do it doggy style. Like, I think you just have to be, you have to, I, I think you have to figure out what feels good to you and then communicate that to your husband and help him help you. Yeah. And, and make it, um, if you can, like something that you guys do together, a team effort, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it doesn't, you, I think it's great you're taking the lead on this, but I also think it can be really powerful to empower your partner with the knowledge once, once you're getting more comfortable that of like what feels good to you. I mean, you guys could even watch porn together. I was also going to say porn is a great place to, you might yeah. want to start looking at some porn. Yeah. Porn together or like pass him the sexy book that you're reading. Maybe there's a passage or a sex act in the book. Mm-hmm. Sex act. Does that sound so. <laughs> Like I'm a 90 year old person. Clinical. <laughs> yes. But maybe there was something that really like turned you on or that excited you or that you want to try. I would pass that over to your, to your husband and be like, let's try this together. And it might be like goofy and silly for a minute, but also mm-hmm. could be really hot. Yeah. Um, gee whiz. I would say like, just don't be inhibited. Try not to be inhibited yeah. as much as you can. Now, I think this is also something that if you're feeling like you're having a hard time communicating together on this topic, if you can involve a, a counselor or a therapist, this seems like a great topic to bring up in counseling. Totally. And um, an expert might be able to help you figure out ways to um, get there together. Yeah. 
Um, a couple other people gave me so many good vibrator recommendations. Shout out to the women who offered me these. Um, I'm going to make a little list for in this episode. I will put them together. But there's one that has come up a lot called the womanizer, mm-hmm. which seems kind of like in the world of vibrators, like an advanced vibrator, but it stimulate it simulates oral sex. Oh, yeah. So it, and it has like a sucking ability. I've never used it, okay. but, uh, instead of like a vibrating situation that that's one that gets recommended to me by women friends a lot, but I think a very basic, like silver bullet vibrator might be a good place to just start exploring with yourself. Totally. And the thing that's nice about a small vibrator is that you can include it in your sex with your partner mm-hmm. and he can use it on you too. Yeah. Or you use it on yourself. Yeah. There's vibrating things he can put on his dick. The vibrating possibilities are endless. It's endless. So don't be afraid to explore. I know it can be really hard coming from um, a community or a background where sex is not talked about. I certainly come from a repressive Puritan world where I didn't talk about sex, but, um, I think it's really awesome that you're becoming proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for calling us. We really want you to have an orgasm. So, um, please update us. And if there's something listeners, this is a great place to chime in. We totally. can um, help this listener out. And, um, the listener who called in, I don't know if you're in the Facebook group, but I feel like you would f- maybe find a really supportive community there. There's also a um, marriage support Facebook subgroup where I believe this topic has actually come up so that if you are a Facebook user, those might be places to come lurk yeah. and explore, but we are, we are here for you. Yes. And on that note, we're going to take another short break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. 
Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. So, Kate, I believe we have this one last email. One more. Here Would we go. Would you like me to read it? Because I think this is more your area of expertise. Oh, sure. All right. Hey, ladies. Love y'all. Love the pod. Love the realness story. Congrats on entering the second trimester and feeling better. Thank you so much. Kate, I think you could help with my question. And it's something that Dory may find interesting and relevant. Talk to me about boobs post-nursing. My son is turning one in a few weeks, and I've been nursing slash pumping since he was born. I'm slowly starting the weaning process. Since he was born, I've been wearing the comfy bras that you can sleep in. Yes, even under work clothes because it is just easier. No idea what to do once I'm done nursing slash pumping since my size is so different and I miss wearing normal bras. Girlfriends have also told me that after nursing, your boobs get very small. I'm stumped on what to do with my boobs during this transition, but would like to do something that makes me feel better about my body. I've really struggled to lose the baby weight, and I'm just now making progress and starting to feel better. Honestly, advice on bras generally would be super helpful, too. Take it away, Kate Spencer. Okay, so I want to say... I did not necessarily experience my boobs getting smaller after I stopped breastfeeding, but they are, they were looser, certainly a little saggier. Mm. That's just how they are now. So I would say one thing that really helped me both with kind of readjusting my boob situation and also the changes in my body is to buy new stuff that you like. And I went through a phase, I'll get back to bras, but I will say about the whole post baby body stuff. I went through a phase after both my kids where it was like, well, once I lose the weight, I'll get myself new clothes. And then I kind of came uh, like came to realize like this is my body now. I don't need to be putting off buying myself new clothes that are going to make me feel good. I should go out and invest in stuff that's going to make me feel good now. This could be my new size forever. I might lose this weight. I might gain more weight. Who knows? But right now I deserve clothes that make me feel great. And after both my kids... I think I went to Old Navy and I bought myself like, you know, some new jeans that felt and looked good, some shirts that felt and looked good. So I wasn't trying to wear my old clothes from before I had my kids and I wasn't, you know, getting into some vicious cycle about not feeling good about how I looked. I bought clothes that made me feel really great. So my same advice would be for bras. I would, depending on how much money you want to invest in this experience, go get yourself fitted for a nice bra. And I I would say the fitting part is key because an expert in the bra fitting area is going to then put you in a bra that fits your boobs great and makes you feel awesome. Um, There are bra stores. There's one here in Los Angeles that I went to. It's actually for bigger breasted women. It's called Jeanette. Um, I love Jeanette. Jeanette's great, but I think they start at a high size. I think you have to be like a 34 D. I don't, for, I don't remember exactly, but there are many bra stores. You can get fitted at department stores. Nordstrom, I know does fittings. So I would invest in a great fitting bra and I would make sure you go and get measured first and let them help you size you get fitted. I've found like when I go and get fitted for bras, the people who work there, they just come right in. They've seen a million boobs 
and they'll just come in with you, get you all tightened in and fit in. They'll they'll know where there's like the gaping spots that aren't supposed to be there. You know, they they will be able to help you determine what fits right. And just having your boobs in order just makes I don't know, it makes me feel better in my clothes, makes my posture better. So that would be my number one suggestion. I think you could also explore you know, once, once I find a brand of bra I like, I then try to find it at a discount. So I like, um, walk hole is a line I wear. They're, they're kind of pricey, but I like, once I know my size in those bras, I dig through Nordstrom rack, do some Googling online. You could also visit our sponsor third love. They make really nice, comfortable bras and they do half sizes. So that might help with adjustments. Again, they're sponsored, but I'm saying this just cause I'm actually wearing their bra right now. They fit really comfortably. So I hope that helps. Dory, did you know that your boobs are going to go crazy? They're already going crazy. <laughs> I feel like I've grown like three sizes. You probably have. I mean, it's like insane. Your boobs go through such a transformation. And then when all that milk comes in and it's just a whole, it's a whole thing. I know. I, I'm like, how much bigger can they possibly get? I'm going to tell you, they can get a lot bigger. Oh, they God. will. They will. <sighs> But listener, like nothing feels better, I think, than getting rid of the like, stop wearing, if you're wearing maternity pants and leggings, stop wearing them. Buy your, buy regular pants in whatever size you are. Stop wearing the nursing bras if you can, even though I know they're comfortable. Like it, it helps you mentally start, I think, to kind of come back into yourself. On that note, on that note, we are going to say goodbye. Yeah. Should we remind people how they can get in touch with us? Please call us at 781-591-0390 or email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And as mentioned, all those vibrators I talked about and other info, anything mentioned on the podcast can be found on our website under this specific episode at forever35podcast.com. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.